Hello. Hello. Welcome to our, the final podcast, Hope. You have the absolute honour of being the final guest. Oh, wow. Lucky me. I know. Do you feel the um, the accolades coming to you? Oh, yeah. You know, last but not least. Oh, that's true. You know, most important character. Yeah. Before we get into asking questions about, you know, your wonderful character of uh, General Matthew Blackwell, I'm going to be doing, you know, our three questions. So firstly, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Um, good. Feeling tired, even though I've had a couple of days away. A but little like, bit of R and R. Like when? Are, when are we just not tired? That's the real thing. Yeah, semester semester two hitting hard already. We're only two weeks in. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Okay, that's good. Then I guess your second question will be: Was um, how was Wales? What did you What did you do there? It was really nice. Um, we on one of the days we went we went on a walk to Conway. Mm. There's like a castle, and like you can walk the walls. The walls of the castle go all around the whole little village. Oh, so, so it, it's like medieval. Yeah, basically, and you can go up and walk all the way around the little village, like from high up. Oh, really cool! Because you can look down and all the little, you know, peep in on all the little houses and the gardens. Yeah. Are you Welsh, or did you just want no. to pop to Wales? No, we went to um, visit his grandparents. Oh, his grandparents. His grandparents. Oh. Yeah. Oh, very fancy. Oh, many sheep. Yes. We saw, you know what we did see? We saw some little baby lambs who were literally like a day old. Oh, fuck. And they were really cute. Are they cute? I mean, I would have um, thought they were like all bloody and red. I mean, I'm sure they are about 10 minutes in. Yeah. I think they've probably been cleaned off. Oh, they look cute as shit, if otherwise. Okay, That's, that's good to know, good to know. Um, okay, the third and final question, the most important. It is crucial to your characterization. Fuck, marry, kill. Right. Lucy, Michael, and I'm going to say Otto for this. And there are two parts to this. Okay. Who would hope fuck, marry, kill? And who would General Matthew, Matthew Blackwell fuck, marry, kill? Oh, okay. I think as hope, mm-hmm. I'd kill Otto. Nice. It's just jarring really um obviously lovely fraser but otto is just as a character you know not yeah, a bit of a shit show basically yeah oh i'd probably mm, fuck michael okay and then marry lucy because i don't think i could live with michael no and Where um lucy seems to have a bit of a you know luxurious lifestyle oh you could be a little sugar baby yeah she can be a little sugar mama Living with a lovely pool and you know, influence all, all the free, all the free stuff. Oh, bonder together with you know, over men with six packs, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah, oh, you're setting yourself up there. I like that. I like the response. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your character, and then I guess also going into the rehearsal process, did you um originally want to audition for the character of uh, Matthew? Did you have um, different characters you would have liked to be considered for? I actually, oh, I don't know if I should admit this, but admit this, but I will. I came to Billionaire's Row audition very last minute. Ooh. I was like, do I do it? Do I not? And I was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to go for it, you know, because being first year, it can be quite nerve wracking, especially coming from, you know, like school drama and, you know, like club drama near where I live to university. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was quite nerve wracking, but I was like, I may as well just go for it. You know, what's the, you know, the worst that happen is I don't get into anything and I just try again next time. Mm. Um, But I originally, I did audition for Lucy Mm. Um, and then but I remember coming in and saying I can't decide between Lucy and Matthew Blackwell because I thought that is something different and I was a bit nervous to do him um, but then I remember you said you actually said just do both like go for it mm. and enjoy it and I was like okay yeah I'll just do both so I did Lucy first and then I did Matthew and I walked away from it thinking that was the worst audition I've ever done for Matthew because I kept stuttering I kept like losing the words because I hadn't really like like prepared that well because I kind of just wanted to go and see what I could do rather than you know prepare every word and then yeah but and then when I got the call back I was like no way you're no, joking I was like you're joking I did not expect it at all but I mean I feel like that just does just show if you go into any audition with a bit of kind of you know open-mindedness sometimes you can perform better in a way because you don't put that pressure on yourself mm. so yeah. that's what I've learned from that if anything oh. which is good so very fun yeah I think um the the thing about first year as well is you're still in that mindset of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm year 12, you know, oh, it's cool that I'm talking to year 13, so this doesn't feel normal. Yeah. But I think with um, university, I feel like what does change is everyone, everyone's around the same age. It doesn't matter. Um, so, but there is that in, there is that in like instinctive fear of, oh God, I'm going to get judged. I'm going to do an absolute shit job. Ugh. Yeah, and but I think it's only kind of now that I've realised actually being in the show and being like the little babby, <laughs> the little babby of the group, but it doesn't feel like that at all. Like, especially with our cast, like everyone just gets on so well and we look out for each other. Like there was a day where I was really ill and, you know, everyone just was like, oh, you're right, can we do anything? And it was mm. so lovely to have kind of other people outside of my flatmates outside of my course mates from different mm. years and it's as you said like it it doesn't feel like oh you're a lot older than me or you're a lot younger than me it's just everyone just kind of gets on and is here for the kind of the same reason which is really nice so tell me a bit about uh, general matthew blackwell then he is an interesting one when i first read through the kind of draft script we had I was like okay he is really stubborn he's really like kind of fierce but then having read kind of more into it and especially towards his kind of exit moment he is very childish and is very afraid I think and is deep is very deep down he's just quite a quite scared I think I think his whole life he's had to put on this persona of I'm strong I'm I'm tough I'm better than you but actually he he's just quite a sweet man and he doesn't really want to die he just wants to do right by his children and be a yeah. good person I also know because um with um Matthew Blackwell the changes in the draft script and the final script they were probably mm-hmm. the most significant out of all the characters because 
uh, what Joel decided to go with is we wanted to explore the idea that, you know, all these all these people are different facets of, you know, capitalism, feudalism, sort of Matthew is the the most against capitalism, the, the system of globalization and the exploit of third world countries. It's never really implied where he's from, but it's suggested mm-hmm. that he is almost like a Che Guevara type character, um, someone who attempted to overthrow the system, but instead he just became the system, if not a worse version of it. That was quite interesting because um, when we first started rehearsals in January time, I remember you came in with a slightly different idea of him. If I remember correctly, it was the the idea that you saw him like um, almost like as a World War One general, sort of from that time period. Can you explain that? And also, what other like what other uh, pop culture characters have you sort of taken inspiration from with uh, Blackwell? Yeah, so I originally thought he was kind of World War One, World War Two, and therefore it kind of explained explained a little bit how he was the the kind of more military leader version of himself but then you know once I once I spoke to Joel a bit more and understood that actually he was from a kind of more older period of time like with I don't know I thought like with World War One World War Two there was kind of this like facade that oh you had to go and fight for your country and you know boys wanted to sign up they were like forging their age at 14 and pretending they were old enough to go and do it because they like oh we have to go and do this and be really cool and whereas knowing that actually he's from a little bit more of a older period from of time I think he that isn't his his goal wasn't to go and do that yeah I think it was more he had a more rough childhood probably had a very strict father but he wasn't born into that power Mm. he as he says in the script you know I had to rise up and take it for myself I think he's just having maybe come from a really rough childhood and had to push away from that he wanted to go and take it for himself and you know he then had his own family and wanted to provide for them and therefore I think it comes from a lot more of a a lot more of a place of love and care rather Mm. than a place of oh I'm going to go and join the army with my mates because it's going to be cool and it's you know I want to be a almost like this toxic masculinity you know I'm going to be the typical man and go and fight Mm -hmm. I don't think that's where it's come from for him and first I kind of actually it's gonna sound a bit odd but I took inspiration a little bit from you know Twilight you know is the military although he's American he's that kind of military general when he gets before he gets turned into the confederate the confederate general yes that kind of where he's really caring before he, before those three women turn him into a vampire, he's that kind of, oh, can I help you, ladies? Are you okay? And I thought that was really him. <laughs> I don't think Joel's going to be happy with that. I, I don't think he is, but that's what I thought of at first. You're going to get a COVID-ridden Joel just clawing at your door saying, how fucking dare you? I'm sorry, Joel. That's just what came to mind. But I, the thing is, though, I think it's really hard with, like, this type of character because there really aren't that many shown I would say to this this kind of specific extent yeah in films or or tv or anything else that I can really think of 
Yeah. There's loads of kind of like the World War One, World War Two type thing, especially with the, you know, the recent movies of like Dunkirk and 1917. Mm. But there's nothing from before. Yeah. There. I mean, unless unless you kind of think of like Hamilton, but yeah, it's American. So I mean, going on from specific um, pop culture characters that you draw on inspiration for um, with your character, um, are there any pieces of pop culture that you draw inspiration from that you think relate to Billionaire's role as a whole? Like, um, there's obviously Hunger Games, Squid Game, all the games. All the games. I, when I describe it to people, to, I'm like, come watch it. I say it's like Big Brother. Oh, nice. Immediately, I'm like, it's like Big Brother, except they kind of die. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that people always ask me, though, when I say Big Brother is they go, I, I'm like, oh, yeah. And the audience, you know, you will like the cameras. They're like, mm. oh, but we vote you guilty then. I'm like, no, 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 you watch. And I was like, because then I, and they're like, but why not? And I'm like, but I, I do, as much as that would be a good idea, I do love Joel's script, how it is now. But then I'm like, yeah, but then if you decide who's out, we have to learn five versions of the script. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah. I'm like, because what if you vote me out first and then, or, and then the next day they don't vote me out first? How does that work? And they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't do that. And then if we sent, if we sent the tech budget to Mutz, they yeah. go, fuck off, you dumb cunt. We're not coding an app for you where you can vote on your phone. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm like, that's a great idea, but not realistic. It, yeah, maybe maybe when Joel, you know, 15 years time is a world-renowned director, you could take this back, Billionaire's Row, to, you know, the National Theatre. I'll come then... and find him. I'll go, Joel, do you remember me now that you're famous? <laughs> do you remember little old me? You're in a retirement home somehow, but remember old time. I'm I'm now older than you somehow, but yeah, I'll come help you develop yeah. a new version of the script. We don't we don't question the passage of time. No, um, it is Big Brother. I mean, if this was like further expanded upon, I would have loved if we um, got the almost confession room somehow. Yeah, of, of Big Brother. I like I, I wouldn't know how it worked. How it worked? I had like. Joel would have to figure it out, you know, the all-seeing prophet. But I just, um, I mean, yeah, now's a good time let, um, to talk about reality TV. Obviously, a big part of the script is the reality TV aspect. Are you um, a fan of reality TV by any chance? Yes, although now that I've come to uni, I find I have no time to watch it. There are days where I do, and then I end up like not doing my uni work and then missing my seminars. Yes. But most of the time I find I can't watch it as much. But I kind of prefer the more like I used to love Big Brother, like especially the celebrity one. And I'm really yeah. sad to be taking it off TV because I feel like he'll come back eventually. I'm praying. If not, when I get out of uni and become, you know, producer, famous producer, director, whatever I'm gonna be, I the will stars. I will bring it back to it's yeah. glory. <laughs> well, to be honest, I mean, I'm fairly sure it's Big Brother's probably made in Media City, so you could just pop along. Yeah. You know, bang on their doors saying, bring that Big Brother. Let me in. Do you have a favourite season of uh, Celebrity Big Brother? This is going to be really controversial. Oh. But it's it's the one where, I f oh my God, I've forgotten her name. It was one of the brothers. You know, do you, do you remember Love Island, Scott? from Love Island 
Uh, no. Okay, don't worry. It was, hang on, I'm going to look it up. Adam Scott, and there was Ryan as well, and I can't remember. Thomas. It was Adam Thomas. Basically, Roxanne, or like Roxy Pallet, who I think she was from like Corrie or EastEnders or one of those shows. Yeah. Uh, Emmerdale, I think, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. From one of those shows and Ryan Thomas whose brother is Scott and Adam who have all been in Coronation Street or Emmerdale and Scott Thomas was on Love Island mm-hmm. and Heidi he was on like the second series okay but basically Rock's at um Ryan was like fake punching Roxanne no I know this and Roxanne was like oh my god he hit me and had a massive thing about it and Ryan was like sobbing because he's got like a wife, children, a career. You know, this could have gone rubbish and shit for him, basically. But because, because thank God there's cameras, obviously, Celebrity Big Brother, you're being watched every second. They could then show that actually it didn't happen and mm. he didn't touch her. But obviously in the house, you don't know that. So yeah. The whole big divide... And bless him, like, Ryan, that's so horrible for him to someone accuse you of something you didn't do. Yeah. And then this whole thing, and I think that's part of the reason they cancelled it as well. Was was that the season with Kim Woodburn or not? I don't think so. Because I, I remember, I remember, it's like, I, I feel like that happened, like, 2016, something like that, 2016, 2015? 2018. Oh, it was a lot earlier than I thought. Hmm. I'm trying to think who else was in that series because it was a very good series. Because everyone, everyone remembers, oh God, Gemma Collins yeah, and this was Gemma. Yeah, this was after Gemma's series. Yeah, this was after. I think this was one of the last before they got rid of it. Yeah, because I, I, I remember I tried watching the Trisha Paytas one. There was a uh, Trisha Paytas one. She came into the Big Brother household, started shit with everyone for about three, four days, and then just had to leave. Because she couldn't handle it. That is the definition of Trisha Paytas. I do love her, though. Like, the drama she causes. You know, she's married now. No, she's pregnant. No, I thought she was trying to get pregnant. She's actually prego now. She's pregnant, yeah. I mean, yeah, but now we're not going to get any of her crying on her kitchen floor to Hamilton anymore. No, no, that's still going to happen. It's just going to with the baby in one arm. (laughs) With the baby in one arm crying. Yeah. Yeah. With with these reality TV shows, mm. a lot of it is dependent upon sort of the producers and creating a narrative. Um, I, like you were saying, with sort of with Roxanne and Odin, mm. that narrative of you know hit me, you know did hit or not, um, that narrative being created within the house between the contestants, but also outside the household. Do you feel that sometimes producers go too far to create a storyline? to create drama. I mean, yeah, definitely. Especially with like, on like Love Island as well. Mm-hmm. Like there are, you know, there's things that have come out, I've gone, oh yeah, well they asked me to reshoot that little bit that I said because, you know, it didn't get a big enough reaction from the other housemates. Yeah. So, okay. So how much of this is real and how much of this is fake? And I think that is the thing with reality TV in that, you know, there's this thing of, oh, it's real. Mm-hmm. But like, to what extent? Especially with shows like Towie and Made in Chelsea as well. Yeah. Like, 
you know, it's definitely there's this kind of persona thing. But then I guess I think that's why Lucy has such an advantage mm-hmm. in going linking back to like Billionaire's Row. You know, Lucy knows this. She's not only has she been brought up in that time period, but she is an influencer. So she mm-hmm. knows the audience well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'd like Michael is good, but he's nowhere compared to Lucy because he doesn't have that understanding of audience and like, basically interacting with other people that aren't business people. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I definitely think produce going back like producers can push it too far. But then I, I don't know, I wonder if because I think Otto and Matthew slightly change when they find out that it's a game. Mm-hmm. Um, only very slightly, like it's not that noticeable. This is usually the final question, but you know, since we sprung into the love reality TV, I can pose it to you now. If Billionaire's Row was real, would you vote? That's very ethical then, isn't it? Because you're basically condemning someone to death. Yeah, but if it's someone like, you know, Jeff Bezos. Or I was going to say if it's someone like Hitler. Yes. I feel like a lot of people would, um, a lot of people would be very comfortable killing Hitler. Yeah. Take any corrupt leader. Would you know, would you, would you vote to kill off Prince Andrew if you could? This is the thing. I think I would. Mm. because having to do it from a screen yeah. rather than having to actually kill someone. Yeah. People don't realise that actually your action of pressing a button, obviously if this was real, yeah. your action of pressing a button would kill someone. And I don't think enough people would realise how bad that actually is. Mm-hmm. But then I'd probably still do it if they were bad enough. Yeah. Going back to reality TV shows, I think, because because it's you know from a TV screen, mm. it's very easy to harass people and send them hate, you know, to give them your judgment for their actions because it's so separate and so private. Well, I mean, yeah, because reality TV stars get so much hate, mm-hmm. and it's horrible some of the things people say. But the number of people that would do it from behind their like from their phone, but would not say that to someone in person. It, it literally goes back to the basics of like what you learn in school about bullying and online bullying, you know, mm-hmm. and what they say from behind behind a screen or like on a keyboard compared to in real life. Like some of the things people say are horrible, like death threats. People like Love Island stars and, you know, are getting death threats because of the way that they've been like shown by the producers it's not necessarily you know like they're in that house for 24 hours a day and you see an hour Mm. taken from the whole 24 hours yeah so it does that also then links back to the idea of like you know can producers take it too far and are they the reason why people like everyday people are getting harassed basically yeah did the producers of Billionaires Row take it too far? Who knows? Maybe. I think police is a plenty. Okay, um, so final questions um, then. Tell me a bit about how rehearsals are going. What have been some highlights? What have been some challenges you have personally faced? And then also tell us about your um, reigning UNO um, championship. Okay, so yeah, rehearsals have been going really well. 
um I've loved it like even though this has been such a busy kind of time for me with you know rowing and semester two has just been busy um but it's always something I actually look forward to I'm like okay I can go for a couple of hours and I can just focus on something else be with people who are lovely and play you know and beat everyone well not always um but yeah no I've really enjoyed it and like focusing on like especially the physicality stuff I did really enjoy that um and I think it's just it's such a great atmosphere because you know you and Joel sit and you'll give us ideas of what to do but you'll also allow us to kind of go hang on what about this or you know suggest ideas which I love because it's not like you're just going oh do this do that it's it's a very kind of like shared environment and like there's certain things which I will not say because I don't want to spoil but you know mm-hmm. you were like are you comfortable doing this would you rather do something else which again I think is so important like have that kind of director and actors like relationship what Thanks. can I say um you know mummy. when there's a mummy you are mummy like if we feel ill or tired or you're like we're just like mummy can we have a break you're like yes we all need a break let's have a five minute break what does um does that make Joel daddy I don't know, really. I feel like Joel is more big sister. Oh, God! Have you wait? Have you got? Have you got sort of family relationships with yes. everyone in? There? Oh my God! Yes. So it's and you know where I realised these had been like cemented is that day that we went into chaos and me and Fraser were doing the you know you know do, I don't know what you were doing. I'm I don't know day. what we were doing. We were just being idiots basically you know no ablo on glay do you do chips please pour for bore anyway maybe we shouldn't talk about that in rehearsal because it shall be remembered as the rehearsal that shall not be named well to be honest though even though we say that it highlights it for me as a director and it made me realize as an actor that i've never had the opportunity to do like to have rehearsals that are specifically for just line run throughs yeah and I think that's actually really important. So yeah, still important to me, but um, I'm I'm very interested to hear the, the my family tree. Yes. Okay. So, mummy, Max, you obviously, mummy at the top of the tree. Yes. I then say, big sister would be Joel. Oldest would mm-hmm. be Joel. I then put, I think Cecilia. Oh, I don't know. No, I kind of want to put Hallie then. Mm-hmm. I think next then I think I'd put me and Fraser as the youngest mm-hmm. because we and also kind of Cecilia I think as well yeah like us three are just can be a bit mental shall we say a bit quirky um, and then um Guilia sorry Julia um I'd put yeah I'd put her in the middle middle child it's it's quite nice because I would say in my friendship group I can be quite the mum so it's quite nice to kind of be the the little one and the youngest and the little rascal little rascal at the bottom yeah yeah oh i feel like we're coming coming uh to the end is there anything else you want to um talk about yeah just that i am the uno champion uno champion yeah i mean i'm not because i haven't won every time oh okay but you're the most consistent yeah and i feel like i'm quite sneaky a little bit I'll kind of 
know, sit mm. back and then just, bam, I've won. Oh, what you like. I know. That being said, thank you so much for joining uh, me on this one podcast. Me. We, yeah, we will be performing next week. Yeah. Uh, by the time this podcast is uploaded, um, get your tickets. Yeah. Anything you're excited for, for these final rehearsals? I think just to see it come together. I think yeah. we've all done a lot of work together in rehearsals, but also a lot of work outside of rehearsals. So I can't wait for it all to come together with the costume, the tech, you know, and yeah. see, because I think we've actually done really well. We've got a really cool show here. Mm. But I don't think we've actually realised it ourselves and I don't think we will until it all yeah. comes together properly next week. Yeah, I think the, the Monday tech rehearsal will hopefully be very enlightening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Um, thank you. Uh,